This episode of Juice Guru Radio is brought to you by Try Best, making healthy living easy. Welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, hello. We're so excited. We've got Artsy Agnes here. She's a Los Angeles-based entrepreneur, wellness coach, public speaker, and vegan ballerina who's into juicing, too. So she's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have her on the show right after this. So get yourself a juice, some tea, or water. We'll be back right after this with Artsy Agnes. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at juicecoachtraining.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm Steve Prusak. Thank you for tuning in. We've got Artsy Agnes here. Like I said, she's she's out of L.A. just like we are. Wellness coach, public speaker, and vegan ballerina known as Artsy Agnes on Instagram. And she's got thousands and thousands of followers there. We're going to hear about a little about her entrepreneurial journey and her journey into plants and juice and all good things. Let's welcome to the show right now, Artsy Agnes. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to speak to you today. Well, thank you for being here. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear about ballerinas and we hear about plant-based. <laughs> but are you, the, you might be the first uh, plant-based ballerina. Is that right? Um, I don't think so. I think there's quite a few of us. I don't remember who turned, who became vegan first, but probably... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I became vegan in 2014. I believe that I, I don't know who it would be, but some ballerina out there probably, I mean, they probably became vegan before I did. So there's quite yeah. a few of us here. Well, I, I mean, mean, maybe not in LA, but, you know, like somewhere in the country. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that journey because I know mm-hmm. it's it's similar to mine. For me, it was like 26 years ago. I got into it through health, and I know you did too. Can you talk yeah. about what happened a few years ago, which led to this lifestyle? Absolutely. So in 2013, I found a, a lump on my breast, um, went to the doctor immediately. Um, they said that, oh, it doesn't look like it, it, there's anything to worry about, uh, but if you want to do a biopsy, we can go ahead and do that. And I um, chose to do a biopsy just for my own peace of mind. Looking back, I don't think that was the right decision. Um, if I, you know, have to do this all over again, I probably would choose the surgery right away just so that I don't have to go through that process. And the reason why is because my tumor was actually stable until I had the biopsy and then it started growing um, just out of control. <laughs> and oh. so at the, at that point, my, um, breast doctor was concerned, of course, uh, because we did the biopsy, the result came out as benign, but then like literally maybe like a month or three, not even a month. I felt like maybe like a three weeks later, mm-hmm. um, I, for all of a sudden it just started growing like crazy. I just heard a, a beep. Is that on your side or my side? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't. I didn't hear a beep. Okay, great. Excellent. I, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't on my side, but I don't think so. I, it might have yeah, been Yeah, it didn't come side. through on the audio, so we're good to keep rolling. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, and so after that, um, you know, I started preparing for my surgery because um, mm-hmm. that's what they wanted me to do because they were concerned that it was growing rapidly. And um, I remember having a conversation with my breast surgeon and I asked her, I said, so what happens if it comes back again? 
And she said, oh, by the way, I meant to tell you that that might actually happen. She said, um, it, it might come back again. Um, if you want to prevent that from happening, you should consider doing radiation. And I was so confused because I thought my, my lump is benign. So I thought, why would she recommend radiation? That, that is so strange. And it turned out, as she explained it, there is a rare, for, rare form of breast cancer called Pelodes tumor. And on the ultrasound, it mimics a fibroadenoma, which is what I had or what they thought I had. Um, and she said that you can't really tell until you take the lump out and actually get it tested. But she said as a precaution, because the lump is uh, the size of my lump was so huge, she said, I think um, I would do radiation if I were you. And then at that point, that was the start of when things didn't really add up for me. I, I didn't really think that burning my body to wellness made a whole lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just intuitively know that there was something that the answer was incomplete. It, it was not... Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a good feeling about it. And then the fact that I asked her about nutrition and diet, is there any alternative um, treatment that I should try? She had no idea. She said none of that would work. She said I even specifically asked her about hyperbaric oxygen chamber. She said, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to work. Um, what about changing my diet? She said, I don't think that's going to work either. So basically, there was absolutely no guidance from, from the other side. And that's when I started just, you know, going online and doing my own research and joining all sorts of forms online just to educate myself a little bit about what, you know, the condition that I had. And um, I don't remember which form it was because I belonged to so many at the time. But basically, uh, another woman was uh, making a recommendation that I should probably meet with a naturopath. A naturopathic doctor uh -huh. and I thought oh okay sure I'll try that <laughs> maybe yeah. because yeah at that point I really I wasn't getting answers from anyone so I basically scheduled an appointment to meet with a naturopath in New York at the time she's no longer practicing there right now but at the time she was practicing there um, transferred all of my files and she, you know we had a long conversation it was a long appointment the longest appointment ever mm -hmm. um, which was a good sign for me because she actually did take the time to ask me about everything you know what I eat my sleeping pattern mm -hmm. uh, what kind of traumatic events happened to me in the past and I I was so confused that none of the doctors were even interested in in having a conversation with me I felt like they all wanted to come into the room spend 15 minutes and get out of there you know like there was really absolutely no conversation and that was the first person who took the time to you know, get to know me and actually ask a lot of questions about my daily habits, basically. And at the end of that conversation, she, you know, she did a blood test as well. And so when I came back um, the next day, she said, you know, I, I definitely think that you need to become vegan and you need to do a, a juicing protocol for 21 days just to kind of clean your system and see where it's at after that and we can we can review where your how your body is feeling and we can even um you know do it i mean measure the lump um and um then we'll go from there she said so i did exactly what she told me i took you know my flight back home I remember exactly the day when I um, came out of the plane, went home, took everything out of my fridge, dropped it at a food bank and went to Whole Foods and bought everything vegan. 
Is that the first you heard about vegan diet? I mean, what? Um, I was already a, veg- a vegetarian for seven years prior to that, ah. um, which is why I think that's the reason why my doctor thought that it would not work because um, she said, well, it sounds like you're already eating pretty clean. So I don't know, like, what, what is the next step after that? She said, I, I'm not sure. But basically, yeah, there was absolutely no recommendation from my doctor. Um, so, yeah, so that was, that's how I became vegan. I basically became vegan in about 20 hours. And I didn't really transition slowly to it or anything like that. Um, actually, the beginning of that entire process, I went on, on a 21-day juice fast. <laughs> So not only had to become vegan, I basically didn't eat for 21 days. And then after that, I sort of um, adopted like a raw vegan um, diet for another, I would say, 20 days or so. And then I started slowly incorporating like cooked vegan food after that. So it was a very extreme transition for me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have to tell you that it felt really, really natural for me a lot of people ask me all the time like oh my god that must have been hard for you like to just transition that quickly and there was never a time in that whole entire process that I felt like my body was suffering or that I wasn't getting enough food and or anything like that so it it felt very natural to me so what did that lead to? So you went on the healing journey, the juice mm-hmm. cleanse, which, you know, we're all about. I wrote the complete eating guide to juice fasting after all. Right. And, uh, you know, for those listening and wondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so what, what kind of results did you get? What were you feeling? And more importantly, what was happening with the uh, with the with the lungs yeah um so immediately i noticed that my skin cleared up like within a week after i started juicing um i mean went on a juice fast so i actually didn't eat anything i basically did in only juicing for 21 days mm-hmm. seven days into that i immediately noticed that my skin cleared up and i used to have very very problematic skin um so that was like the first time the first sign for me i i thought, okay, this is a good sign. Um, A lot of the body aches that I used to have from training seven, eight, nine hours a day went away, which was also another good sign that I um, took in. And, Mm -hmm. and then um, I just, I didn't have a lot of highs and lows. I went to sleep. I, I was able to go to sleep very quickly and I was having problems going to sleep before I started juicing actually. Um, and yeah, like my energy level was very sustained throughout the day when I was training. I actually thought that I, I had to like stop training until I got used to this new um, not eating <laughs> regimen and only, you know, doing juicing. But it turned out that I felt great in class. My teacher even noticed it. Of course, I lost weight immediately. Um, but, you know, that's not even, I, I, I didn't even care about that part. I cared more about how I feel and my energy level and whether I was going to be able to do what I needed to do, like from day to day, including mm-hmm. like training and everything. Um, so, yeah, and my teacher noticed right away that, wow, like she, I remember she, she asked me, she pulled me aside and she said, what have you been doing? I noticed that you had so much more energy these last few days and there weren't really a lot of spikes, like highs and lows. And 
so that was like the beginning of, you know, the beginning of my detoxing or my fast, um, whatever you want to call it. And then, um, soon after that, like about six months after my detox, that was the time for me to do another checkup. And it was supposed to be an appointment to prepare me for surgery, basically, because what I had asked my doctor, I asked her for time. I said, let me try this thing first. I want to see how, um, how I feel and, what what is the result of all of this um you know lifestyle changes and diet changes and then we can talk about it and she was very hesitant to let me go <laughs> she said i i think it's a bad idea i think you need to go to surgery immediately um you know because it's growing rapidly i noticed i also noticed that about two weeks after i started juicing i mean i can feel that my lump was not getting bigger Mm-hmm. I, I did not, I couldn't tell if it was getting smaller, but I definitely could tell that it was not getting bigger. And before it was rapidly growing. So mm-hmm. I, I, so that was a good sign as well. So six months after that, I went in for an ultrasound. Um, my lump basically was reduced from eight centimeter to four centimeters, which was half of the size. Wow. And, um, you know, of course, at that point, my surgeon was confused and she said, what have you been doing? And I said, I became vegan. I started a 21-day juice fast and I also started going to hyperbaric oxygen chamber. I did all of that at the same time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, oh, okay. And, and even at that point, you know, I was so confused because if I was a doctor, if a patient of mine had a success like that, I would want to interview them. <laughs> like, what, what, what have you been doing? Like, I want to study right. them. And there was really no interest. And she basically looked at me and she said, well, if it's working for you, that's great. Keep doing it. Th- that's all she said right. to me. And it was so confusing to me. And so at that point, um, I basically scheduled my, sur- uh, my surgery because I, I knew that I was able to reverse it. And it was at a size that was um, safe for her to take out. Um, and we, I did have surgery about maybe, I don't remember a few months later after that, I, um, she removed my tumor. Um, she tested it and as sure enough, it wasn't, uh, the rare breast cancer that everybody was afraid of. It was a benign tumor. Um, and I had it retested at two different labs and they all came back benign. And, but even after that, my, my surgeon said, well, I still think that you need to do radiation. And I, I just didn't, I mean, I didn't even go back to, for my appointment. After that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, oh I, I didn't really, really um, want to do that. You know, that whole treatment protocol of radiation and the right. other well, stuff. Why, why, what, what was the reason for that? I mean, you I think she basically told me that like a fibroadenoma, which is what mine was classified as a giant fibroadenoma, which is supposed to be a benign tumor. However, there are cases where it became a phyllodes tumor, which is a rare form of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So she said in order to prevent that from happening, I would want you to do radiation just as a precaution. And it, it, it really didn't make any sense to me at all. And I, I asked her, I said, what is, I mean, how can you guarantee that I, if I do radiation, it's not going to come back? And she couldn't even, I mean, she didn't have an answer for that. So it just sounded like a therapy that probably would make doctors a lot of money. And I, I didn't really trust that. I mean, I, I trusted my own intuition that I was well. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and of course I still did all of my checkups. Like she recommended every six months and I actually came in every three months. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so far so good. Nothing came back. How long (laughs) How long has that been now? Um, let's see. So 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. uh, like four years for, yeah, a little bit over four years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is quite a, that's quite a health journey inspiring too. And, um, so how's it going now? Cause I love that you're still doing the daily juice habit and mm-hmm. really, I find that exciting. I also want to hear a little about the juices you were including. We're also going to talk to Agnes about her entrepreneurial journey. Cause as we know, we've got a lot of certified juice therapists through our juice guru Institute out there that are wanting to build their own following and get mm-hmm. the word out. So we're going to hear a little about that. So everyone stay tuned, make sure you got your juice and, and also a pad and paper you're gonna want a well we can say a pen and paper not a pad and and paper but uh you know you're gonna want to take some notes so let's talk a little about some of the juices you've been enjoying and you know during that cleanse were you doing Mm -hmm. fruit juices green juices and and we love well we of course love to know your favorite juice right so during the cleanse when i was trying to reverse my tumor i did nothing but green juices um i drank basically about 64 ounce of uh, celery juice in the morning Mm -hmm. um then i would probably do another 64 ounce of just green juice like kale spinach uh, celery um i i think i put garlic in there and these are all basically recommended to me by my naturopath um it was very much a healing um journey for me at the time i don't think that i was enjoying the juices per se but i just kind of took it like as it was my medication so that was like my pharmacy basically that's how i looked at it um yeah. So like a lot of green juices, I, you know, sometimes I would drink like just a hundred percent kale juice, a hundred percent of, uh, celery juice. And I just kind of alternated them. Mm-hmm. Um, that worked really well for me. I had a lot of energy. I felt great. I mean, my body felt great. I felt great. So, um, now, even though I'm not trying to reverse, you know, a condition anymore, I, I still, I'm still leaning towards more of the green juices than the fruit juices. But, you know, in the morning, I, sometimes I do carrot and orange or um, apple juices. Um, but really, the green juices are kind of my staple juices. So, yeah, like my favorite, like this morning, I just had a, I mean, this afternoon, I just had a kale, celery, spinach, garlic, um, cucumber, and I'm trying to think what else and green apples and that's that's it you know yeah and uh what kind of juicer do you like to use Uh, i used a breville juicer and it's been working amazingly for me and i actually um i actually collaborated with them not too long ago for uh, their instagram campaign and it was really fun hey wait a minute we're sponsored by tribest here We only recommend. Well, it happened. I well, I always say the best uh-huh. juicer is the one that we that we use. And right. for me, I've been using Tribest for 26 years, and oh, there's wow. a reason I think they're the best. But I don't care. I mean, I had <laughs> I used to have a Breville too. Well, I I definitely want to check out what they have because I I might switch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might want to get you in. A, yeah, I give you the family discount if you want in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So this is exciting. And I love, you know, here you are, you're 
obviously an artist and a ballerina and obviously a vegan athlete and all these things. And let's talk a little about diet. Are you, um, are you a processed food vegan, a whole foods vegan? There's so many different ways to do a vegan diet. So when I see and I'm like, what kind of a vegan are you? Right. Yeah. So I, um, I actually don't eat that much to be very honest with you. I mean, I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. because of my, you know, the whole, the whole detox and the cleanses that I did throughout, um, you know, my healing journey, I think my body, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't feel like I need to eat a lot. I don't really know how to say it other than that. Um, Uh I'm definitely not starving myself, (laughs) but I I definitely drink a lot of juices in the morning and I just don't feel hungry. And I've been doing intermittent fasting the last um, year and a half. Yes. And so um, usually, you know, my last meal of the day will be at eight. And today I haven't eaten anything. I mean, it's four o'clock. Usually, typically I take it, my first meal at about five o'clock and I would probably do a second smaller portion meal at like eight. And that's pretty much about it for me. But, you know, at five today, I probably would. Do, I always make sure that my first meal is raw. So mm-hmm. usually, um, for my first meal, whenever, whenever I have it, um, it's basically kale salad, kale, cucumber, mushrooms, uh, garlic, um, spinach, sometimes lettuce, any green leaves I can find, broccoli, all raw. Um, and I just make my own very simple salad dressing. Basically, it's um, apple cider vinegar and like pepper. Um, sometimes I put a little bit of jalapenos and, um, lemon, squeezed lemon. And that's pretty much my meal for, you know, the, my first meal of the day. Mm. I, I typically consume that every day. I don't really like a lot of variety of food. Like I feel like my body, uh, performs better when I eat the same kind of food. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what I do. And for dinner, um, lately I actually haven't even, I, I can't remember the last time I ate dinner last night. I definitely didn't eat dinner. Um, I usually do a shake and that's kind of like my dinner. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's right. all I eat. <laughs> we don't need to overthink it. We don't need to be ruled by our fork. It's interesting to know that we, it, it, you, you adhere to all the principles here at Juice Career, So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. All, all the things we teach. And it's interesting to find out that it's that we we can survive eating less food, actually, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And I, I not only that we can sur- survive right, on thrive, less food. Thrive, I should say We can thrive, thrive yeah. <laughs> we can definitely exactly. thrive, yeah. So, exactly. I, I mean, it's, and it's just, I, I, my body feels much better ever since I started eating less. And that was such a revelation um, to me, it was, did like, that come, you, you, you have a really good naturopath. Did that come from her too? No, no. Uh, she actually told me to eat cooked vegan food <laughs> and I, I was, I was cooking my vegetables and everything. And then, you know, I went to this vegan restaurant in downtown. I don't know if you've uh, been there, but it's called Olak. Um, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm very good friends with the chef there, Chef Ito. Yes, um, I, who yes. I love Ito. <laughs> so basically, he was the one who told me about raw, you know, basically starting a raw vegan diet. And at first, I thought, oh my god, that's so complicated. Like I have to like dehydrated stuff, and like I don't have time for that. Right. Um, but then you know, he said, well, you can just eat a salad. That's awesome like raw. And I thought, Oh, you, I mean, he's right. Like you can keep it very simple for your, like something that works for my schedule. I mean, I don't, I don't have time to do 
like what the raw vegan chefs are doing, you know, like, I just don't have time. I mean, right. my, I mean, it's, it's not possible with my schedule to do that. So, um, I just keep it simple and I just always make sure that there's at least one, one raw meal that I consume every day. So, well, I'm really excited now to hop into the entrepreneurial part. I've been talking mm-hmm. about health for so many years now. And for me, you know, with our own business, everything we're doing and learning, This is my favorite part. I love talking about your entrepreneurial journey, living your passion, um, you know, some of the, maybe some of the ninja strategies you're using in your own business. And uh, we we like to pass this on to our certified juice therapists out there that are building their own practice, help, helping to inspire other people to get healthy, but making a good living doing it. So what, you know, inspired you to start getting your message out there and, you know, over 22,000 followers on Instagram, you're really uh, crushing it, we can say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, talk a little about that entrepreneurial journey and you know how that came about um so yeah like the whole instagram account is was like a complete accident i mean a lot of this stuff that has worked in my life unfortunately just sort of happened to me I, i i feel like i i didn't really i i wasn't trying to build an instagram following per se i i just had a very very small instagram account um and i started instagram very early in 2000 and 12 2013 i actually started my instagram account before i had my um health scare so um at that time i was a photographer and so i just wanted to promote my photography items and you know what i was doing and i I had like 68 followers for the longest time (laughs) Um, nothing was growing nothing was working and i didn't really have enough interest to grow my account at at that time so i thought well whatever um and then so like maybe a year into a year after I started my Instagram account, uh, my friend told me, Hey, you should post a picture of yourself so that people can see who is behind the lens. And I thought that was interesting. And I didn't really want to do that. I don't really like posting pictures of myself on social media, but I, you know, kind of did it just as an experiment. Mm -hmm. And so I posted a picture of myself uh, in a ballet post in front of the Walt Disney concert hall. And literally my account had got like, thousands of likes within maybe like five minutes after I posted the image and Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what was happening. I was so confused. I thought, who are these people? I, I mean, I have a small account, so I didn't really understand what was happening at all. And it turned out that my picture made it to the Instagram explore page. And the time at that time, making it to the Instagram explore page was a big deal. It it was much more of a big deal than now, because right now I think Instagram is restricting all like the views and the reach and the engagement and everything. And at that Mm -hmm. time it was like the original Instagram and nobody was playing with algorithm at the time because there were only so few of us on, on Instagram. So I think they were trying to heavily promote like their users. Um, so yeah, so I, I received about like maybe five, 7,000 followers for, for like within a week. And then, um, a week later, a social media agency contacted me over DM over direct message. And I thought it was a scam. She said, um, (laughs) I literally thought it was a scam. I mean, not even kidding you. Um, she said, (laughs) she said, have you ever thought about becoming an influencer? And I said, I don't even know what that is. And she said, why don't you come in and let's um, do an interview and let's see if it's a good match. And I went into the interview because I wanted to know if they actually have an office. Like I literally thought, Oh my God, I probably would drive to an, 
address that and find nothing there you know and it turned out that they did have an office in Santa Monica we did an interview and went very well and she said you know there's a lot of brands who are interested in working with a ballerina but most um, professional ballerinas that are in a company which at the time I already left my ballet company um, those ballerinas they're you know in the studio nine to seven and then they have performances afterwards so it's like you're basically tied up from seven in the morning to midnight Uh um and there's really no way for them to be a social media influencer they wouldn't they just wouldn't have time to do that so Mm -hmm. she said i think you fit uh, a very small and perfect like niche right now and you have the availability so let's go ahead and try that so I said, okay. And I signed the contract the next day with them. And the first collaboration we did together was for free people. And it was a giveaway and they shared my giveaway on their page. And I had like 5,000 followers from that whole thing. And it just, you know, I just never looked back. And right now my account is actually a little bit over 500,000, uh, 500,000 followers. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah. Kind of, it's it just <laughs> continued building from, from that and, you know, collaboration after collaboration after collaboration with like different brands i mean i've collaborated with so many brands and so many great companies and i just feel so fortunate so yeah well what i really love you've got this monetization piece Mm -hmm. the uh the million dollar program yeah so what's agnes's million dollar program (laughs) how'd that come about Right. It's basically, so, um, last year I basically established my, um, I started my wellness coaching practice, um, mm-hmm. after I got certified as a wellness coach. Um, and then, uh, you know, my clients, it was so funny. My clients, um, they asked me, they said, Oh, what, wh- what are you doing? Like, as far as like making money and all of that. And so I would tell them that, Oh, I, I actually uh, do trading every day. I day trade and I have other things that I'm doing as well as in terms of like trying to build my, my own financial well being because I think it's a natural, that was the natural progression for me mm-hmm. um, from, you know, like physical well being to financial well being. It was a very natural progression for me. So when my clients were interested in what exactly I'm doing and I was sharing it with them, um, they all said you should create a program because I I would totally join. (laughs) And so that was kind of like the start of my million dollar program. Last year, one of my clients uh, who had very late stage of breast cancer, we had to do a fundraising for her. The goal was to raise a hundred thousand dollars and we were racing with time at the time. And so, um, you know, there was a committee that was actually trying to pull together the money and, you know, the donations were coming in, but of course, of course they weren't coming in fast enough to you know reach our goals so i said okay so let's let me take a stab at this and i tried it with like small amounts first with like the different strategies that i was implementing and then when i saw that it was working we tried it with like bigger uh, amounts and we were able to raise everything in six weeks so that was quite a huge accomplishment and i'm so glad that everything worked out (laughs) because you know with any kind of investments it's always there's always a risk i mean you can never predict how, how it's going to go. But I think we made very good calculated risks, which was one of the reasons why I started, um, you know, investing and trading. I, I really love the fact that it's um, it basically it forces me to make calculated risks, um, maybe risks that I'm not brave enough to take in real life. So that was like one of the reasons why I started doing that. So now I have this program called the Million Dollar Program, 
where the goal is basically to help people reach financial freedom, financial well-being. If you don't want to work, you really shouldn't be working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has 74 members so far. I, ha- I divide them in three different groups and everybody's thriving. Everybody's having fun, which is the best thing. So the most important thing. And yeah, we're just kind of like growing every day with each other. So we do like web, I do webinars with them. Um, we have training every day. Like today we had training at nine in the morning. Um, we take a look at different strategies, investment strategies. Lately, I've been focusing a lot on Forex, on foreign exchange, um, Mm -hmm. because I think that there's an opportunity there. Um, We've also done like penny stocks in the past as well, and just different tips and strategies to start building your wealth. And not, not so much to like, become a millionaire or anything like that, but just to have financial freedom and well-being. So, Oh, so much yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you're talking about all this. I'm like, why aren't you a certified juice therapist with us? And, and you, I don't know that you, have you even heard of our program? We've got to get you in there. I know. I want to hear about it for sure. That sounds like something that I wanted to get certified oh in. <laughs> oh, of course you are like a natural and uh, you, you, that's definitely something you need in that toolbox. I'll, I'll, I'll For sure. Yeah. Talk about that another time though. But, and okay. I love everything you're doing. This is really exciting. And let's just find out. I'm, I've got it here. And I, I know your website is up on my screen. And the mm-hmm. best, so the best way for everyone to get a hold of you is through the website or is at artsyagnes.com. That's artsyagnes.com. Don't worry. We'll have the links up at juicegururadio.com under the show notes for today. But and also on Instagram under Artsy Agnes, right? Yes, yes. Instagram is a good way to try to get a hold of me because I'm on it all the time. <laughs> well, I'm really excited. I yeah. love the things you're doing, and we'll, we'll make it uh, worth your while to work with us because I think there's so much we can do together. So I, we'll talk about Absolutely. that off air, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but any final words of advice for, um, you know, the, the people out there that are juicing, you know, starting to eat more plant foods and, look, mm-hmm. and are trying to be a health coach, too, and just, you know, make a a life out of all this? I think, you know, my, I guess my biggest piece of advice, like I see a lot of people around me trying, whether they are trying to incorporate juicing or become plant-based or vegan, whatever. Um, A lot of people, I think always start with wanting to do it perfectly and then they fail and then they don't ever going to come back to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's just, I always encourage my health uh, coaching clients to take it, to take it slowly. I mean, I had to do it very, very fast because of the circumstances that I was in. Mm. And in in a way, you know, I, I, I'm so grateful for that because I really didn't have time for all the complaints and the whining and, you know, and like, I don't like this part. I don't like that part. I just had to sort of, um, you know, I, I had to do it 110% knowing that I wanted to get well. Mm -hmm. Um, but for people who are not in my, um, who don't have any kind of disease to reverse or anything like that. I think to just take it one step at a time, you know, like I I can even see it in my health coaching clients. A lot of them are very overwhelmed when they are transitioning to a plant-based diet or juicing. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know when to do like, Oh my God, I have to spend so much, so much time, you know, preparing for all, all of my juices for the day. And I have a full-time job and you know, how do you incorporate that? So, I mean, I always tell them start with one glass of juice. Like you do not have to drink 
you know, what I drink, which is a huge quantities of juice, juices every day. But, you know, you don't have to start at that. You just have to start at what is manageable to you. And there were, there were things that my naturopath told me to do that I couldn't really um, implement just because of, you know, the restriction of my schedule. I mean, a, a lot of the things that she wanted me to do, like, for example, I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, yeah, like just cooking all of my food, like making sure that I know exactly what the ingredients are. I didn't have time at the time to cook all of my food. I mean, sometimes I'm out and about, you know, having meetings and um, just going around town. And I, I had to figure out what worked for me. And, you know, going to a fresh, like, juice place, I love that. I mean, it's not the cheapest option, but for me, that's better than, you know, going to like a fast food place or like a, even like a vegan restaurant that serves. Um, processed food basically so i always whenever i'm out and about i just kind of go to one of those juice places that basically makes your juices fresh on the spot and i that's my meal awesome well want to thank her again once one more time it's uh, i gave it's over at juicegirlradio.com and i gave you guys the website there but again we want to thank agnes for being here rt agnes thanks for being on the show and uh, all the inspiration Thank you so much for having me. It was so Thank much you. fan chatting with you. I'm Steve Prusa again. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juicegururadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.